watching her new haircut fall limply around her chin. The hairdresser had promised the bob would result in a more youthful appearance, but he hadn't reckoned on the stubborn fineness of Caroline's hair, which refused to do anything other than just lie there. Caroline took a deep breath, deciding that tomorrow's press clippings would probably describe her as the once attractive mother of missing child Samantha Shipley. Did it even matter what she looked like? Would she be any less guilty of neglect, of bad parenting, of murder in the court of public opinion because she was less attractive than she'd been at the time of her daughter's disappearance? Then she'd been excoriated in the press for everything from the cut of her cheekbones to the shortness of her skirts, from the shine of her shoulder-length hair to the sheen of her lipstick. Even the sincerity of her tears had been called into question, one tabloid commenting that at one press conference, her mascara had remained curiously undisturbed. Her husband had received only a tiny fraction of the vitriol that had come Caroline's way. As handsome as Hunter was, there was a blandness about his good looks that made him less of a target. While Caroline's natural shyness had the unfortunate tendency to come across as aloof, Hunter's more outgoing personality had made him seem both accessible and open. He was portrayed as a father barely holding himself together, while clinging tight to his older daughter, Michelle, a cherub-cheeked child of five, his wife standing ramrod straight beside them, separate and apart. No mention of the fact that it had been at Hunter's insistence that they went out that night even after the babysitter they'd hired failed to show. No mention of the fact that he'd left Mexico to return to his law practice in San Diego barely a week after Samantha's disappearance. No mention of the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back, the final betrayal that had doomed their marriage once and for all. Except that had been her fault, too. Everything my fault, Caroline said to her reflection, withdrawing her hairdryer from the drawer underneath the sink and pointing it at her head like a gun. She flicked the on switch, shooting a blast of hot air directly into her ear. The ringing started almost immediately. It took a second for Caroline to realize it was the phone. One long ring, followed by two shorter ones, indicating another long-distance call. Go away, she shouted toward her bedroom. Then... Ah, oh, hell. She turned off the hairdryer and marched into the bedroom, grabbing the phone from the nightstand beside her king-size bed, careful not to so much as glance at the morning newspaper, lying atop the crumpled sheets. Hello? Silence, followed by a busy signal. Great. She returned the phone to its charger, her eyes pulled inexorably toward the newspaper's front page. There, Next to the yearly rehashing of every awful fact and sordid innuendo that had been printed over the last 15 years, the rewording of every salacious detail, adultery, suicide, true confessions, was a large photograph of two-year-old Samantha, smiling up at her from beside an artist's sketch of what her daughter might look like today. Similar sketches had been plastered all over the internet for the past two weeks, Caroline sank to the bed, her legs too weak to sustain her. The phone rang again, and she lunged for it, 
picking it up before it could complete its first ring. Please, just leave me alone, she said. I take it you've seen the morning paper, the familiar voice said. The voice belonged to Peggy Bannock, director of the Marigold Hospice, a 12-bed facility for the terminally ill in the heart of San Diego. Peggy had been Caroline's best friend for the last 30 years, and her only friend for the last 15. Hard to miss. Again, Caroline struggled not to look at the front page. Asshole writes the same thing every year. Are you all right? Caroline shrugged. I guess. Where are you? At work? Of course, Caroline thought. Where else would Peggy be at eight o'clock on a Monday morning? Listen, I hate to bother you with this, Peggy said, especially now. What is it? I was just wondering, has Michelle left yet? Michelle's at her father's.